0: Hey ghouls and guys, do you like to get spooky and stay spooky? Then check out our podcast, The Golden Ghouls.
1: Each week we talk about our favorite things, ghosts and the paranormal. Sound like a good time? Then give us a listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Goodbye. Everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adorenti, and joining me today on the podcast is everyone's favorite sometimes co-host if you feels me. like it. It's me. I'm
0: <laughs> back. I'm back from the motherland. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome home. I missed you all so much. Thank you for coming to do this even though you're puking all I the know. time. Guys, I've had Food poisoning for the past couple of days. It's Food been great. Poisoning. This yeah.
1: girl. Anyways, regardless, Victoria's back. So yay. Um, uh, So funny story. I actually recorded this episode last week on time. It was recorded on time. It was ready to go. And then something f- fucked on up in GarageBand And it didn't save properly, and so I couldn't post it. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just wait for Victoria to get here. It was a sign. It was a sign. It was a sign. So that's that. So Victoria's back, thank God. We've got some sweet hometowns. Like, these are some of the best hometowns I've ever heard. Um, And, oh my God, the hometown haunt is another city. The second time, I think now. That the city hasn't has not been a city from North America. It's exciting. It's it's, a really, it's exciting. a really exciting city. It really is. I'm like super super stoked about it. If you guys hear like breathing in the background, that's just Abby. That's just my dog. It's the Abby. That's it's the apps. It's Cats meowing. It's my cats. Anyways, so I guess they're just excited that we're finally recording. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah, they're so stoked. Yeah. Abby was like crying when she saw you today out of happiness. Like I she know. was so excited. 'Cause she's a good girl. She is. Know? She is. Anyways, we've got three listener submitted ones. We've yes. got one hometown, and then Victoria's gonna do one from Poland, just cut.
0: That's where yeah. she
1: was. Of course I was. So you guys have to hear
0: about it, obviously, because I'm foreign and you'll never not hear that. So there
1: you go. Know. So, never yeah. not hear that you're pol that you're foreign.
0: I'm a foreigner. You know that. I okay. We discussed this. Okay. Literally five minutes ago. I know
1: that's fine okay let's get <laughs> let's get to the to the point here so this title is uh or the subject line of this email is hi from tennessee here's some spooky shit
0: <laughs> oh my goodness
1: so there's hi Marie, and then in brackets and victoria know your place in the brackets <laughs> listen i'm making my way up there i'm a co-host now Victoria, sorry, we're going to, I'm coming back to this email, but Victoria got, uh, got a message the other day for the first time about the podcast, <laughs> which, which <laughs> makes me laugh because like it's uh, my podcast, but you obviously are my like unofficial call. <laughs> Just makes us laugh. Okay. Uh, Hi, Marie and Victoria. Smiley face. I have recently become addicted to your podcast and I thought I might share some of my experiences with experiences with you. I apologize in advance about how long-winded this is. This is the first time I've really talked about some of this, to be honest. Oh, girl. I have always believed in the paranormal, although I wouldn't say that I've tried to go out and find it either. In fact, while I enjoy listening to other people's experiences, I want no part of that shit in my life. I spook easily, and that being said, I've still had a few experiences that I feel were paranormal, and I wanted to share them mainly hoping at least one other person doesn't think that I'm a fucking loon. Um, before I start on anything current, I wanted to quickly tell my first experience of anything paranormal, because this is something that I still hold close to my heart. I've always been close with my grandparents, but when I was about 15, I moved in with them because of a bad home situation. I lived there throughout high school and during summers while I was in college. My grandfather passed away unexpectedly about six years ago while I was still in college, And at the same time, I was living out of town, so I didn't get to say goodbye. My grandmother had an especially hard time in the beginning because they had been married for something like 57 years when he passed, and she really didn't know what to do with herself now that she was alone. When he first passed, she never changed a lot of the utility bills, so most everything was still in his name, including the phone lines. So just like a quick aside, which I have a few of in this email, um... Uh it's funny because my grandfather passed away when I was six years old. And there's and I bought my and like for anybody who's new to the podcast, when my grandma moved to a retirement home, I bought her home from her. So I now live in my grandma's old house. And uh there is like a lawn care bill that still or not bill, but like like a fly, not even a flyer. Like they're like, Do you still do you need lawn care still? And it is still addressed. To my grandfather, who passed away when I was six months old. So these letters have been coming for 30 years. And my grandma was never like, stop sending these letters. She like, let them keep coming. (laughs) Such an angel. Oh, man. Anyway, so um, including the phone lines, she had a landline. And anytime she would call anywhere, it would still be his name that would pop up on the caller ID. Several months later, my nana received a call in the morning. And when she looked at the caller ID, it showed my grandfather's name. Keep in mind, mm -hmm. keep in mind, this was a landline with no option to dial your own number. And yet there was his name and number played as day. My Nana answered it and all she could hear was static and what sounded like someone cutting in and out, but from very far away. Over the next several months, this happened a handful of times. And every time it did, the calls always came in the exact same time in the morning. No, we all believe this was my grandfather trying to check in on her. To make sure she was really okay before he moved on from this world.
0: I mean, that's very sweet. I think so. But the calls at the exact same time in the morning, I can't do. I, I just can't. Like right in the morning? That's like Amityville horror where like the alarm clock would go off at the exact same time. And like everything
1: would start going wire Yeah. Like, well, it's I like starting off your day with something scary. Yeah, like I that's can't do so, that. I can't. But if her grandma wasn't scared,
0: if yes, she was, exactly. You know it, what I mean. That's different. Where it's like a family member, and they're like trying to check up on you. Like that's adorable. It's yeah. sweet. Yeah. But if it was me, I, I'd be
1: moving out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. She goes on to say, <laughs> "Now, without further ado, the creepy shit." I am still not one hundred percent convinced that all of this is paranormal. Some of it could probably have an explanation, I just haven't found one yet. I moved in with my boyfriend a couple years ago, and since then, weird shit has been happening sporadically around the house. Our house isn't creepy looking, and it doesn't have any dark history that I'm aware of. And trust me, I googled that shit repeatedly. There have just been a lot of things that have left me very unsettled, and unfortunately, it all seems to happen when my boyfriend is either at work or out of town. My boyfriend works swing shift, so there are a lot of times when I'm alone in the house at night because he'll be working. I think swing shift is overnight. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay. The first things I really started to notice were just faint noises around the house that I could easily attribute to typical house noises. But over time, these house noises became more regular, and they also got louder. I would be in a room, and I swear I could hear someone in the next room moving around. Then after a while, it got to the point where I'd walk into a room and this horrible sense of dread would just hit me so suddenly, and I wouldn't be able to shake it unless I left and went to another part of the house. Uh, At this point, I got by telling myself that I was imagining things and becoming paranoid. But at a certain point, I realized that I couldn't have been imagining all of this. At some point, I just kind of accepted that there was something in the house that I couldn't explain, but as long as nothing tried to hurt me, I could deal with it. Then one night, it all came to a head. I was home alone and it was late at night and I was just standing in my kitchen cleaning up. My crazy husky was running around the house playing with her toys.
0: Oh, I love husky. I know.
1: And she had been running up and down the stairs every so often to fetch a new toy from her toy box at the top of the stairs. Not long before this night happened, I'd picked up my dog, or I'd picked up on my dog standing at the top of the steps several times, looking up for long periods of time as if she was looking at someone or playing around with her toys in a way that looked like she was playing with another person creeped as creeped as all. Okay. I don't get this or creepy as all get out, but I chose to ignore it. That's fine. (laughs) Then that night I'm standing there in my kitchen and I just happened to look up right as my dog ran up the stairs from that spot in the kitchen. You can see right up to the top of the stairs, but no further. My dog had a toy rope in her mouth and as she reached the top half of the stairs, I saw her fly up to the top of the landing and land face first into the carpet. Her rope literally jerked up into the air as she was running up and the only way I could describe it is that it looked like somebody was playing rough and pulled the rope hard enough to jerk her the rest of the way up the stairs. No. Uh -uh. I knew it surprised her because it happened so quickly and I immediately heard her growl the minute she landed on her face. My dog doesn't growl, so when something like that happens, I know it's serious. I immediately lost my shit and called my boyfriend freaking out, and of course, because he'd not been there to witness the crazy shit I just saw, he thought my mind had played tricks on me. Goddamn boyfriends, I swear, they always say that. Yeah, he tried to convince me that she just tripped up the stairs, but I knew better. (sighs) That night, I barely slept. I'll yeah, blame you. Like the starting of a horror movie and the boyfriend's like, it's your imagination. Your mind's playing tricks on you. Yeah. And That's then the ghost great. kills the boyfriend first because he didn't believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had this play in my oh head my already. God. Like, I already know what to happen. I'm just leaving. I'm done. Burning yeah. on the house. Gone. It's just like if I find a spider,
1: burn <laughs> the, house. the house. <laughs> uh, not too long after that happened, I was alone again one night while my boyfriend was on shift. And I was just hanging out in my living room, watching Netflix and playing on my phone. Out of nowhere, I heard the most bizarre noise and I still to this day don't have a clue what it actually was. What it sounded like was a kid's remote control car driving across the hardwood in my dining room and then crashing into one of the chairs. You can't see into the dining room from our couch, so I never got a look at whatever it was. I just knew something had crashed into our table and chairs. After checking to make sure I didn't just piss myself, I went into the dining room to investigate, but I never found anything out of the ordinary. There's nothing in our house that number one sounds like that remote control car, but number two, I never did find out what the crash was. Creepy. That's, so this was another thing I was going to interject in the email. The other day I was in my kitchen and I had just fed my animals. So my one cat and my dog get fed on the floor and the other cat is allergic to like everything, So he has very special expensive food and I feed him up on the counter so that he stays away from the food that makes him sick. And I left the room. I walked out of the room and then I heard this crash. It sounded like Hank had knocked his food bowl onto the ground from the counter. Like that's how loud it was. So I ran in. All of the animals were spooked. They had all ran out of the kitchen because of the noise. So I knew that it was a real noise. And then there was nothing out of place. Nothing had fallen. I looked in all the cupboards, like, I thought maybe a ditch or something weird. fell in the cupboard. Nothing. So, I don't fucking know what it was, but whatever. Anyway, she goes on. After a few smaller things, kind of similar to that, things quieted down for a while. Then, uh, recently, for whatever reason, things started back up again. I started getting the feelings of dread again. I'd hear someone walking around, the usual. Then, one night, I was standing there talking to my boyfriend, and I happened to look out of the corner of my eye and saw something right by me in my peripheral vision. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Of course, instinctively, I turned my head to look over, and as I did, I literally jumped back in a panic because there was someone standing right there next to me. I yelped and turned away for a second. Then when I looked back that way again, there was no one there. I'm not a fan of jump scares, so I would just like to openly say to whoever the fuck just appeared beside me, that was rude, and I do not appreciate it. Oh my god, I love... (laughs) This girl. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Not appreciated at all. We're almost done. The last and most recent things that happened just happened within the past week. My boyfriend had gone to Florida to visit his brother for five days, so I was on my own. I was honestly dreading it because I just knew something was going to happen while he was gone, and I have a really hard time falling asleep when he's not there for that reason. That Friday night, I had finally just fallen asleep and I had barely been asleep for more than half an hour when I woke up to the smoke alarm going off. I was so disoriented at first, it took me a minute to realize that's what it was. Then I stumbled my way downstairs to see what was going on. It was only one smoke alarm going off and there was no smoke in sight. Probably 10 seconds after I'd gotten downstairs, it stopped. I called my boyfriend and told him about it. And he told me to just take the batteries out of that one and he'd look at it when he got home. As I'm disconnecting the call with him, the damn thing starts up again. It was so loud, it was almost impossible to tell which smoke alarm it was doing, or it was, that was doing the beeping. But finally, I figured out which one it was, and I ripped the batteries out. I exhaled and got about a good two seconds of relief in when the smoke alarm in the very next room started going off. It was literally like it was perfectly timed just to fuck with me, and I did not think that particular practical joke was funny. Whatever is in my house is an asshole. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Then two nights later, I once again had barely been asleep when I woke up to the microwave beeping. Not the beeping it does when your food is done, though. When our power goes out and then comes back on, for whatever reason, our our microwave beeps once to alert that it's back on. And that's what woke me up. I looked over at the alarm clock and realized that nothing was blinking, so there's no way that we had lost power. I thought it was weird and rolled over to go back to sleep when I then heard our back door creak open. Each of our doors has a very distinctive sound and our back door to our patio is pretty creaky. I heard it squeak open, then I heard it shut. I was immediately on alert. I laid there and listened, trying to reach for my phone as quietly as I could so no one would hear that I was awake. I realized this part makes me laugh so hard, sorry. I realized that my boyfriend must have taken our gun with him on the trip. Oh
0: my god!
1: <laughs> and I know she's from Tennessee, so she's like, "Why is why is, does that make you laugh?" But I'm like, no "Here in Canada, we don't
0: have guns. No, we do. Like we do, we but do. not like readily. Like <laughs> not like, honey, go get the gun bedside table drawer. No, <laughs> they they literally have to be locked up, like in a safe,
1: disassembled
0: like, and yeah, everything. Yeah,
1: yeah." Yeah. So, like, you can't just go get but it. But I'm dying because, oh like, Stephen's dad has guns, but they live literally in, like, a clearing in a forest four hours in, like, northern Ontario. It's like, just the movies. Like, like, you go to get the gun, and you're like, shit, you the yeah. gun. Yeah. And then I'm, like, sitting here, and I'm thinking, like, literally as I'm reading this email, I'm putting myself in her position. And if I was ever home alone in this house, and I heard somebody walk in, I'd be like, your knives. what do I... And I have to Pants. go to the kitchen to get it. Yeah, like I would. He would. Like the person coming in would get the knife before I would. Yeah, like I'd be fucked. I don't know what I would do. That I would just have to hide your bed. my bed. I wouldn't fit. My ass is huge. I could not fit under my bed. I would never be able to. I'd have to hide in a closet, and they would find me. I would. I would not survive. So like, I get really mad about gun control in America, like a lot. Like I get really heated about it, and then I think about like being alone in my house and I'm like oh but I
0: kind of wish that I was okay to have one
1: right now like why don't we just get like
0: the fake guns and like pretend oh like an air
1: rifle we could get those yeah (laughs) or like
0: a BB gun like a little little (laughs)
1: pellet gun you know what I think Stephen does have a BB gun (laughs) (laughs) it's hidden somewhere though yeah yeah, it's disassembled (laughs) locked in a locker in like a cellar in the floor (laughs) oh us Canadians and then we drape a Canadian flag (laughs) over (laughs) it. If someone does break in, we'll be like, excuse me, sir." I'm so sorry. Sorry. Actually, okay, I swear I am getting back to this email. This (laughs) is just a really, really funny story. My one friend, Tash, lived, um, like, her dad and her lived um, right by the old Ivor Wynn Stadium. So, right by Tim Hortons Field or Ivor Wynn. And one day, her dad heard somebody downstairs. So, he goes downstairs and it's a drunk, like, Pakistani Indian man. Sitting at his dining room table. And the dad was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Okay. I I asked my reader. If she came downstairs and there was a drunk man at your table, would you have pulled your gun and shot him? Probably She probably would have. Yeah. Because you're panicked. Like, of course, you right? Yeah. Well, we, he didn't have a gun. Yeah. So he was like, he literally came down and was like, hey, man, what's up? And the guy was just like, nothing. Like, just hammered. So her dad went to the fridge, pulled out two beers, and sat at the kitchen table with him, or the dining room table, and had two beers with him when he realized this guy's so hammered that he literally just walked into the wrong house. Like, he thought this was his house and walked oh, into the wrong one. Thank God he didn't have a gun. He would have just shot this, like, you drunk idiot. You break into a house, like, you get a beer. Moral. That's what happens in Canada. Like, just an idiot. So he sat at the dinner table, had a beer with the guy, and then was like... Alright, man, I think it's time that you should get going. And the guy's like, Yeah, you're right. And he left. <laughs> 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 uh, a fucking oh, Canadian break and unders. That's what we have here. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't forget your maple syrup on your way out. A? <laughs> you gotta that. have the A. So tough. Sorry. Okay. Oh this my god. I realized that my boyfriend must have taken our gun with him on the trip because when I reached under the night table to get it, it was gone. At that point, I was frozen because I realized I had no escape route. See, this is, yeah, no escape route. If I had, uh, if I had had a gun, I knew I could make it downstairs. But there was no fucking way I was going down there now with nothing to protect me but my bunny slippers. Don't blame me, girl. I know. Don't blame you. I kept hearing what sounded like someone's weight shifting back and forth on the hardwood, but I couldn't be sure if that's what it was. And I had almost half convinced myself that maybe I was hearing things. I decided not to call the cops yet. I would have called them. That's actually, that's exactly what I would have done.
0: Yep. Just call the cops.
1: Hide in the closet and call the cops. Yep. And instead, I'd listen through the vent in our floor to see if I could hear anyone down there. That vent goes straight down into our dining room area, which is right by the back door. So I knew I'd be able to hear if anyone was down there. I listened for quite a while, but was met with only silence. I uh, locked our bedroom door, turned on the closet light, and reluctantly went to sleep. The next morning, I could not sleep. Mm -mm. The next morning, I went downstairs, not really expecting to find anything, and when I got down there, I realized things had been moved. Mail had been scattered on the counter, and a box from a recent delivery that I had stuck in the corner of the dining room was now blocking the steps to go down to our basement. I had just been watching TV in our basement the night before, so there's no fucking way I wouldn't have noticed that giant box literally blocking the steps when it had just been across the room in the corner. I immediately went to my purse, but nothing was missing. No money, no cards. All the electronics were still there too. That's when I realized that the back door was still dead bolted, which cannot be locked from the outside without a key. Nope. And even I don't have that key. I'm still baffled over what happened that night. And honestly, I don't think I really want to know. So there it is. That's most of the creepy shit that's been going on here. Again, I apologize for how long this was. Don't ever apologize. Please don't feel obligated to share this giant-ass novel. I think it would take the entire podcast just to read it. Thanks for doing such an amazing job on the podcast. I can't wait to listen to the next one. Best wishes, Natalie.
0: Girl, we love you. I love that I really hope you moved out of that house. And if not, don't please move out soon <laughs> for your own safety.
1: Oh my God. Otherwise, write in what
0: that asshole
1: is doing to you still. <laughs> do you want to do Poland or do you want to read this um listener story? Um, let's do the listener story first. Okay, I'm gonna let you read. Let, this me, one. let me just Definitely. shove on over
0: and read it. All right. Are you okay? Hey Marie. Oh. Um, yeah, thanks You're for like, the
1: shout-out here. Hanging.
0: Ah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Guys, i give I'm you the really
1: one that the person doesn't talk
0: about you i know you're so mean anyways um this is emily mm-hmm. emily um, i'm reading your story even though you did not do a shout out to me but that's okay <laughs> i forgive you this time okay i recently caught up on all what's mfm
1: Oh, My Favorite Murder. My My Favorite favorite Um, Podcast.
0: Why am I reading this story then? You should. should. This is your favorite podcast. Anyways, okay. My Favorite Murder episodes. And so I went searching for a new podcast and found yours. Binged it in three days. Good girl.
1: (laughs) But I swear I have a life. Can I just say the fact that she listened, she caught up on all of the My Favorite Murder episodes and then went looking for a new podcast and mine was the one that she found. That's
0: pretty good. You have
1: no idea how excited that makes me. Like, I'm so happy.
0: Anyways, go on. Anyways. Anyway, (laughs) as she says, wanted to share a quick happy visitation dream I recently had. My mom passed away about four years ago, and two years later, I had my first children, twins. I really feel like my mom would be the type to haunt me, nicely, of course, and so the fact that she hadn't in any noticeable way kind of had me down until I had my first and only visitation dream. In the dream, I was sitting in my living room watching the twins, and my mom was there, She couldn't speak, so it was more as if she was just observing. The kids could not see her, only I could. I I turned to her and said, they're perfect, aren't they? She smiled and nodded. Then I said, is it hard for you to come to me like this? And she looked a little sad and nodded. So I told her it was hard or caused... If it was hard or caused her pain, she didn't need to come and that we were going to be okay. She smiled again and I woke up crying, but they were happy tears. There are some that may say... It was just my subconscious and may it was, maybe it was, sorry. It's okay. But it's the only time I've dreamt of her in this way. Obviously, I've had other dreams with her and them, but none were where I knew she was dead or where we interacted like this. Anyway, feel free to share it if you want. Thanks for enter- for an entertaining podcast. Guys, I'm horrible at reading. Emily. Thank but Emily, you. that's beautiful. That's really heartwarming. I know. And I think it was a real visitation dream. Honestly, I think so.
1: I think so, too. That reminds
0: me of my grandma.
1: Yeah? Did you have, have one I ever, her?
0: Have I ever told you about this? No, tell me. So, I think about six years ago, my cousin had a miscarriage. And she didn't know what the gender was of the baby. And it was so early on in the pregnancy that, like, she regretted she she had postpartum and everything mm-hmm. because of the miscarriage and everything. She was just she had this feeling that like my grandma was taking care of the baby. Okay. And my grandma passed away, so when my whole fam- my whole mom's family came over to Canada. My grandparents stayed in Poland Mm -hmm. and then they were supposed to come to Canada three days before they were supposed to come to Canada to move here. Mm -hmm. My grandpa went to the doctors to get checked out because he's had a lot of surgeries and everything just to make sure that it was safe for him to uh, fly to Canada. And my grandma had a stroke at the doctor's office, passed away three days before they were supposed to move here. Oh my gosh. So then my whole family went there. My grandpa came back to Canada with my mom and her siblings And he lived here for the rest of his life for 17 years. But later, um, we would always have these like weird feelings that my grandma was around us. Mm -hmm. And then about six years ago, my sister went to a um, psychic Mm -hmm. just to see, like, just to be curious. Yeah, yeah. And she said, there's someone here. It's an older figure. And she wants to say something to you. Mm -hmm. but I don't know what she's saying. So the whole time... Oh my god, speaking in Polish? Yeah. Oh my god! She was literally speaking Polish to her. Oh my god. So for my sister's reading, she couldn't really get to her because I never say anything to give them an answer because I wanted to see if they actually are real or not. Right. So my sister did the same. She never got through to her. Then when I went, about half a year later, it was after my uncle died too, and it was my grandma's son so she said there's a older figure she's like a mother figure Uh but she's not your mother yeah and she's saying something that i don't understand her right but there's a man with her too and he's trying to explain what she's saying oh my god come on so then in the end she was saying it's something with the k or c like car carol something like that and i was like okay like I had a feeling that it was something with my cousin, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know, like, I didn't want to say anything. Right. So this whole time she was just like, I don't know, like, I'll write it down and I'll leave it there. Just think about it. So then by the end of the reading, she was like, okay, she's saying something about a cousin, Carol or something. And I was like, I do have a cousin named Carol, Carolina. That's her name. And she's like, well, you could have told me that from the beginning. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, don't give yeah, me shit. But she's like,
1: real. <laughs> so
0: after I realized it was my grandma, she said, your grandma is taking care of the baby. She said to tell your cousin, oh, don't worry. Oh my
1: God.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. And a couple weeks after that, so I never told my cousin about the reading. A couple weeks after that, my cousin had a dream of my grandma holding the baby.
1: Oh my goodness yeah that's crazy yeah my little
0: cousins they're like and i forget what but i think my grandma was holding the baby and she had like a colored ribbon so it showed the gender i totally forget what the gender was but
1: yeah that's cute how insane is that that's crazy my cousins so i have like two i think they're like six and seven now but i think this happened when they were like probably like three and four but their grandma passed away like so they're, I'm related to their dad, mm-hmm. but their mom's mom passed away. And when she passed away, I'm pretty, like they were, I think like one and just born, mm-hmm. like a newborn and the other one was one year old. I, th- I think maybe like they were, they were really young. I don't think they could really talk yet. And then, um, I guess one day they, I think my aunt like heard one of them laughing and she went into the their room or, like, maybe it was the next day. But either way, the gist of it was the one daughter had woken up in the middle of the night and she, like, saw her grandma sitting at the end of the bed. And she said something about, like, either she read her a story or she sang her a song or something like that. Like, and my aunt was, like, there was no way that she would have known that, like, that was, like, it was either, like, that was the story she used to read them yeah. or, like that was a song she used to sing them or something like that or like I think she asked her like what what are you laughing at and she's like oh like Nona is like telling me a a funny story or something like yeah she saw her sitting at the end of her bed like that's
0: so crazy but at the same time like yeah it's so sweet how they still are part of our lives right
1: Okay, I'm going to go to the next um, listener-submitted one. The reason why I didn't make you read this is because look how long it is. Oh, dear. And I take a while to read stuff. (laughs) And I also, it was my favorite one, so I wanted to read it. (laughs) You selfish thing. That's okay. So this one, the subject line is, I think my ex saw the grim (gasps) Reaper. This is the one I read to you in the car. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. This is the one where we were sitting in a meeting. Oh, you're right, you're right. And you were like, look at the email I just got. Oh, yeah. This I is the that. heading. And I was just oh, like, yeah. Ugh.
1: Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I think my ex saw the Grim Reaper. I wanted to start this email by saying I love that you rescue black animals. I have a black cat named King, and he is my life. Like, I love I you. I did also adopt a white animal. <laughs> That's okay. I've got majority of my animals are black, and then I just fell in love with this cat that I was fostering, so I kept her. Yep. Okay, so this is a story from, this is a story all about hell. Oh my goodness. So this is a story from when I was a college student in San Diego. Me and my boyfriend at the time were long distance. As in, I was in a long distance relationship, and I guess he was dating every girl he could in Utah. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Oh my God, such a dick. Uh, we hate I him. have definitely gone through that exact same thing. Uh, so when he would visit me in San Diego, we would try to make a good little weekend of it. Like, San Diego sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I know. Uh, the two of us were leaving my apartment one night to go to a Vons grocery store for, I don't know, probably dough or wine. He was making a right-hand turn out of the complex and began onto the road when he suddenly slammed on the brakes and looked white as a ghost. My dumbass had my feet up on the dashboard and my head down in my phone, so naturally I was like, what the fuck? But the scared look on his face made me shut up real quick. He asked if I saw that thing, and confused, I kept saying, no, what? He was acting crazy weird and quiet and asked me to tell him about the ghost that haunts my college. Sidebar, another story. Uh, So I went to explain that it was supposed to be a nun, but I don't know why she would be out on the road because she is only supposed to be in a certain building. He didn't want to talk much about it, but that didn't stop me from continuously asking uh, what the fuck. <laughs> we got to Vaughn's parked and walked inside. He stopped in his tracks and um, and looking at the roof of Vaughn's asking, there it is again. You don't see it. And legit, I'm looking at nothing. Now, this kid is a spectacular liar. Lied to me about everything and anything, down to having cancer. What a tool! I hate people like that. So this could have all been a lie. However, looking back on everything, I do believe he was seeing something that I wasn't. Because honestly, he didn't have this pompous attitude that he always carried. He seemed scared, which I never saw in him before. This was different. When we got back to my place, I saw him keep looking out of the window like he was waiting for something. He's the kind of person who believes if you talk about demons or ghosts, it will only get worse. And that alone should have been a reason to not be together because I search for crazy things like this. Haunted house, taking the tour. Scary movie, seen it 10 times. Fun facts about serial killers, I know them all. It's Marie. (laughs) Are you sure you
0: didn't just write in?
1: Is this my email? Is this me? I'm like, I die because that, the thing about serial killers is so true. Like,
0: the one day... We were carpooling and we're listening to the serial killers of Hawaii. And my I was just Carter, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I do. I wanted <laughs> to go to Hawaii daughter. and now
1: I don't I, because there's <laughs> murderers
0: there apparently.
1: Oh my God. There's murderers everywhere. Um, no, the other day somebody posted, my friend, Jess, posted a picture. She was in Port Dalhousie and she like posted a picture on Instagram saying she was in Port Dalhousie and I comment and I just go, oh my God, Paul Bernardo used to live there <laughs> Of all the things. (laughs) Another time, I was telling my friend that I know somebody who looks like Dennis Rader. And I was like, look look at this picture. Doesn't this look like Dennis Rader? Look at this side by side. And he was like, I don't fucking know who Dennis Rader is. And I was like, the BTK killer. And he's like, what the fuck? I was like, the BTK killer. Bind them, torture them, kill them. That was his thing. That's what he called himself, the BTK killer. And he was like, yeah, I know about the BTK killer, but I don't know his name is, his full given name is Dennis Rader. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, it is weird, (laughs) Marie. It's not. And you know what? I have a whole bunch of people who are going to email you after they listen to this and tell you, I'm not weird. You are. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I already know I'm weird, so that's fine.
1: (laughs) Okay. uh, She goes on to say, however, it's literally how she wrote it. I did get him to talk about it. He basically described what would kind of sound like a nun, which is why he must have asked about the school ghost, but it also didn't fit the description perfectly. He told me that when he turned onto the road, he came within two inches of hitting this thing that was draped in a cloak, a hooded cloak, I guess similar to what nuns wear around their heads. Jeez, I should know I was raised Catholic, but I don't. It's called a habit. Um, I, it was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure he said he could see the face of the figure, which was completely white, except for these heavily sunken in eye holes with pretty much just huge gaping darkness inside of them. I can't recall if it had teeth or not. It's been a few years. It pretty much came out of nowhere, appeared to only him. And the detail that I find is terrifying. It was supposedly around 14 freaking feet tall. Which would just be terrifying. This huge, fourteen feet tall, is ginormous. Um, me being me and never wanting to drop anything, I started googling the description of what he saw. And honestly, a lot of similar stories came up of people seeing a figure similar to this. And almost exclusively, it showed itself to a single person. Being jealous and let down that it wasn't me that saw it, I stopped thinking that when a lot of people online started to re- started referring to it as seeing the Grim Reaper. Let me say that again, the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if it was a demon, I must have angels watching over me since I can say I have never seen an apparition that has given me a feeling of worry or nervousness, only calm feelings that assure me I'm never in any harm. As for it being the Grim Reaper, I mean, I'm never going to wish death on anyone like that, and he's clearly still alive. So if it was symbolic in any way, I hope it was just appearing to kill the relationship, And if that's the case, use a homie, Grim Reaper, and I totally wouldn't mind you haunting him for the rest of his life. Yes! Oh my god. No, that's insane, though. P.S. I'm only on episode 18 of your podcast, but I work 10-hour days, so I'm catching up quick. And every time you laugh, I'm pretty sure the guy next to me at work can hear it, because he always looks over at me so confused. (laughs) My hair covers my earbuds, they can never tell when I'm listening. Okay, bye. I have a million more. I'll write you this week. I've just got to get myself to not crawl into bed one uh right after work one day from Michelle. Michelle, thank don't you. blame you,
0: Michelle. <laughs> do not blame you at all. Oh my God! All right, are you gonna do your Polish story? Yes, I will. It's okay. really short and simple.
1: I'm gonna get a drink while you. Go. All right,
0: you go. Please. So this one is about the city hall in Krakow. It's Krak- called the White Lady of Krakow. Also known for non-Polish people, Krakow, but that sounds horrible. Do not say that when you go there because people will be very upset. It's Krakow. Okay, get it right. Please and thank you.
1: Okay, (laughs) foreigner.
0: Thank you. So a strange and tragic story is associated with Krakow's city hall. Legend has it, so the city hall used to actually be a mansion, just an FYI. Legend has it that 200 years ago, a priest was called to perform last rites for a dying person. He was taken to his clients by carriage. Once he arrived, the priest was taken to a chamber in which he found a body covered by a cloak. Two people entered the room, an old man and a young girl dressed in white. The priest was told to perform the rite on the girl. After the act was completed, the mysterious body emerged from under the cloak. Dressed entirely in red, he turned out to be an executioner and beheaded the girl. Oh, God. Later on, the priest found out that she was a young countess punished by her father for a romantic affair with a butler.
1: Apparently,
0: oh, right? Apparently the father buried her in the basement of the building. Since then, the white lady has glided along the halls of the mansion. How's that for a story? Spooky
1: story. Spooky. Spooky poem. But very short. <laughs> short and spooky. Short and spooky. All right. Are you guys ready for this hometown haunt? Because I don't know if you are or not. Okay. Get ready. Because I was super excited to find out that this week's Hometown haunt is Sydney, Australia. Yes! (laughs) And honestly, I was like, oh, maybe my cousin, like my long-lost cousin who I found online, was listening to it, but I asked her, and she's from Melbourne, so she wasn't, and she was like, no, I haven't listened yet. And I was like, well, fuck you too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not really though. We like you. We like (laughs) Helen.
1: Um, so Sydney! was the most like I can't I just don't understand but I'm so happy so I looked up okay so usually when I do a hometown haunt it's like one ghost story yeah but oh oh, oh, baby this whole town is considered Australia's most haunted town so what do you mean a million hauntings in Sydney no it's called Picton Okay. And it's a small historic town in what's called the, okay, I'm going to say it, the Wollandilly Shire, which is like 80 kilometers southwest of Sydney. Got ready. And it has the reputation of being one of the most haunted towns in Australia.
0: Oh my God. Are you
1: ready. So the area was first explored by Europeans in uh, 1798 and settlement didn't occur until 1821. Governor Macquarie authorized the building of the new Great South Road between Sydney and the Southern Highlands in 1819, which opened up the Picton area to new settlers. Further development occurred in 1863 when the railway arrived, which by the way is also fucking haunted.
0: All railways are (laughs) always
1: haunted, no matter what. The town was originally called Stone Quarry up until 1841, And the town was renamed Picton in 1845. It became an important stopping point along the great South road, which eventually became the Hume highway. The town was bypassed in 1980. So the first um, story that they like to go on about here is called the Picton tunnel. So by the way, what I'm getting, or what, what I, the website that I'm getting most of this information from is called unexplainedaustralia.com.
0: Shout out to you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And um, let me see if there's a writer's name here. Yep. Written by Marie Byfield. So the Picton Tunnel. Stories of paranormal activity um, in the township of Picton are, or sorry, stories of paranormal activity are abundant in the township of Picton. But the Picton Tunnel, which is originally known as the Red Bank Range Railway Tunnel, built in 1867, seems to be the focus of most of the activity. It was used to store mustard gas, spray tanks, and ammunition during World War II cool, and cool. was used as a mushroom farm and is still known today as the Mushroom Tunnel by locals. Uh, stories of suicide are linked with the tunnel and a tragic railway accident of a woman named Emily Bollard is the basis of the repu- like the haunted reputation of this tunnel. Why is it
0: always an Emily I feel like Emily, Emily is a very,
1: like, <laughs> popular haunted person name. Whenever Emily – well, it was a popular name back then. That's This true. is another thing, too, is when people are like, why is it always, like, a Victorian ghost? Why isn't there a ghost from 2007 yelling, it's Britney, bitch? Like, why is this okay, not a ghost? True.
0: Like, that's true. And Victorian, it's because the Victorian age was amazing. Just saying. Is
1: that because of her name? Yeah. Or because- <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, by the way, Emily is – <laughs> focus, focus. It is, it is. Oh my god. That's um, funny. <laughs> Emily. Okay. Um, apparently, when the tunnel was still in use, Emily was walking through the tunnel and was killed by an oncoming train. um Nobody really knows if she committed suicide or if it was an accident. But people say that they can see the apparition of her in the tunnel. Um, it says that she's more likely to appear if there's a psychic around. And when she appears, she appears as a white flowing figure of a woman with no face. From time to time, black shadows or figures have been seen on the walls throughout the tunnel. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Some witnesses have said that they've seen white lights that hover above people's heads and figures that appear out of the darkness. Uh, Ghost children have been witnessed and electrical disturbances have occurred uh, on devices Sudden drops of temperature have also... I don't kid around with ghost children. I don't do it. I know, right? Other places in Picton that are rumored to be haunted are... And here's just like a really quick rundown of them. The Razorback Inn. The inn is the subject of many spooky stories and the home of a very noisy ghost. The Imperial Hotel. Staff have reported the feeling of someone following them through several parts of the building. At times, the jukebox will play even though it's not connected to power. Wendover House. It was built in 1880 by John Wright McQuigan, A former resident uh, says that he had been visited several times by the ghost of McQuigan, who he recognized from an old photograph. A maternity hospital. The sound of crying babies and the ghost of an unpleasant matron have been seen and residents um, and others have claimed to be woken up in the middle of the night by invisible hands wrapped around their throats. Holy
0: shit, no! <gasps>
1: Wollandilly Shire Hall. The hall is reported to be haunted by three ghosts a bearded man wearing a hat and suit, so Stephen, a small mischievous boy, me, and a little girl. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who is most often heard rather than seen? Stone Quarry Viaduct. Over the years, many people drowned in the creek. Ghosts, ghostly sounds of people swimming and splashing in the water have been heard by locals. Emmet Cottages, the ghost of a woman is often seen in the window of the building, and shop owners often find their displays having moved overnight. And then, this fucking, okay, then it goes into this, it goes into St. Mark's Cemetery. In January of 2010, a family was visiting St. Mark's Cemetery in Picton, and they took a photo, and it shows the ghost of two children who died almost 60 years apart. The photo appeared in major newspapers across the country. The children were believed to be Blanche Moon, who was crushed to death in 1886 when a pile of sleepers that she and a number of children were playing on had slipped, and David Shaw, who was the son of a minister who died in 1946 from polio. The family claimed that there were no children children in the cemetery at the time that the photo was taken, and the figures of the two boys were only noticed when the pictures were downloaded to their computer. The photo gained considerable criticism within the Australian paranormal community, with most claiming the photo was obviously photoshopped, and the children shown in the picture appear to be wearing modern clothing. Which, I mean, there is a photo of it, so let's take a look. Do I want to see it? They are just wearing white t-shirts, but I can't see their arms. I can't see... Their arms okay but
0: they could be wearing modern t-shirts but at the same time they could be wearing like
1: just a white t-shirt white, shirts, like white shirts yeah which
0: that doesn't mean that they're modern yeah people wore white shirts back then but how do they know that it's them
1: specifically i don't know i that don't know it doesn't make sense um yeah hmm Interesting. and there used to be uh Picton ghost tours, but in January two thousand eleven, they were forced to close down. They were forced to shut its doors after residents complained that the tours attracted hooligans who trespassed and threw eggs at houses, screamed late at night, and did burnouts in their cars. Goddamn
0: hooligans! Thanks they for ruin, ruin it everything for
1: everyone. Goddamn yeah. hooligans! Thanks a lot. Anyway, I call them hoodlums. Is Picton Australia's most haunted town? You decide. If I go to visit my cousin in Australia, like I've been planning on doing for the last year, I don't know if I want to go. I'm afraid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's
1: intense. I'm scared. Yeah. Anyway, I think that about wraps up this episode. This is a long one. I think we're about done here. It was a long one. I know. Proud of us.
0: (laughs) What a comeback we made!
1: Look at us today, finally. Of course not a problem if you have a paranormal story that you want to send in email it to me it's adorantiem at gmail.com or you can find me on social media it's twitter or instagram at splendora underscore victoria is victoria kucharski uh, on instagram and i guess that's it be sure to rate review and subscribe and um was, oh um, and yeah. the stories that you tell me don't all have to be ghost stories I love a good alien abduction story I love a good um, like creepy creature kind of story like Bigfoot or like Loch Ness Monster or something or like, like that or
0: like a werewolf that, that's Ooh, okay Ooh,
1: vampire
0: vampires are good something like that I actually saw um, a hard. lot of vampire stuff in Poland oh I
1: believe it I believe that
0: but that's that's for next time
1: anyways that's about it, guys stay Same. spooky yeah. bye bye